welcome back to internal affairs cho is in new york city snaps yeah. for cho people <laughs> from new york city i'm here for a trip but you know the work is still happening so it's a work trip <laughs> work vacation i guess yeah why can't they be the same thing yeah but i'm enjoying it and good thing is that our finals are done so they are uh, how did your finals go finals were great i finished my last exam last night um it was macroeconomics and i think that i nailed it heck yeah you did my last exam was yesterday too and i think i killed it too even more than I thought yeah. I did during the exam. I went back and checked my answers after the exam and all the answers that I wasn't sure about, I ended up getting right because studying works. I'm really excited about that. I'm, I'm excited, excited to be for you. done. Yeah, I'm excited to be done, you know? So mm. how do you like New York? New York is so fun. It's so, I feel like I could live here, you know? Like I really want to move here if I can. Heck yeah. After graduation. I support it. Yeah. But it's more fun because I'm here to see some of my friends. Um, I saw my friend Ling, who was living in like the World Trade Center area. So she lives on Wall Street, very close to her office. Hashtag finance girl. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm also, today I'm meeting my friend Anne. Um, who also goes to UC actually she's in that and she's sitting right next to me you want to say hi Anne hello <laughs> <laughs> yay that came out wispier than I thought <laughs> no I think her audio will come out fine <laughs> but yeah so I have Anne here and just do a little introduction because I just introduced um, Anne to many a little um, like earlier and I knew Anne from UC actually she goes to that she's architecture major when did you meet her wait when did we meet each other so we've like talked and known each other for like almost a year and a half but we've only actually seen like for, finally met this past spring because of COVID and like social distancing and, and stuff. when no we saw each other in the summer we went on the photo shoot that was oh shoot no I swore that was oh wait that was summer so we met each other in the summer this yeah. past summer and then she moved to New York City for her internship yeah but we've known each other for about a year and a half mm-hmm. you guys were just fast friends uh, it was unexpected yeah. but it just happened. yeah yeah unexpected relationships are always the best ones we met, oh yeah we met through another friend actually it was Morgan so hi hi Morgan yeah <laughs> Morgan was my past roommate and then she was friend of Chow and then we started talking Mm-hmm. randomly I don't know how but we just slid into each other's dms and then that bloomed into a beautiful relationship I was like are you also Vietnamese and then she, <laughs> yeah like, she called me out on this <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then we went to get um boba and we did get boba I today. think we did get boba yeah yes I love friend dates to get boba there's a boba place by UC campus called uh milk jar cafe no Completely. uh chai time no 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 chai no, time. Not, no not you know? chai time i don't like chai time i have i have i just i like um tea and bowl tea and bowl oh yeah superior. the one right across the street it's so good and it's so small and there's so much stimuli when you walk in there's, <laughs> there's you know, all those like lucky cats that just yes. are on the walls just like doing their thing with the paws yes in tea and bowl they have like a million different triggers they have like 60 plants a bunch of of lucky charms and waving cats and like lucky um frogs 
and it's <laughs> it's it's just a treat to just go in there they also have really good coffee jelly and i have been wanting to try coffee jelly for like years because i like psyche k which is one of the animes i enjoy and mm-hmm. he loves coffee jelly and i <laughs> and i was so stoked to try it and it was wonderful and now i go there very often i take friends there I need to introduce you to this place called Milk Jar. Yeah, it is 15 minutes away from UC, um, and it's it's a drive, obviously, because it's a car. But it's so oh, so good. Um, I'll do it. That if, sounds great. If you like milk teas with a lot of like dairy in it, they have great options for those. They also have fruity ones, but the fruity ones aren't as like um, as good as like the other places, like um, like like Chat Time. My or favorite like is that. mango matcha latte. Yes, uh, they have like uh, their drinks included like a lot more like fresh cut fruit inside of it with like a little bit of creamer. So good. That they, sounds incredible. Is something and they use like real milk. Whereas yeah. I know Teen Ball they use like milk powder, so it is good. But milk jar has it's like quality local tea. Yeah, I agree. If you like more dairy in your milk tea, I highly suggest going. If you don't, then I don't suggest going because that's a lot of their drinks are dairy mm-hmm. heavy. <laughs> mm-hmm. But fun fact, we just got boba from Yuncha in um, Chinatown. Mm-hmm. We went to get some, um, we wanted to get some dumplings, but the fa- famous, I think it's called Joe's Shanghai restaurant. Mm-hmm. It was, the line was full. It was very long. So we got just Chinese food instead. It was really good. And then we ran home um, so that we can be on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. But where do you live then? Do you want to talk a little bit about where you live right now and um, your internship? Like, is it close to your home? Yeah. How do you do work from So a quick little summary about me. Um, I'm currently in my third year of my architecture program. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I'm a Leo. <laughs> um, what is I'm your going- internship oh. entail? Like, what are you doing for your internship? Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, so currently, because I'm in an architecture um, I'm working in this firm called Kirk and Eastman. It's a global wide firm that specializes in hospitals and just like medical care kind of buildings. Cool. Um, we have like multiple branches. I think there's like 10 question mark or more branches in the US. And then we have a couple overseas that um, we partner with like one in Shanghai and one in China. So we have a lot of foreigners and like a lot of um, mixed branches in our company right now. Cause like New York is the headquarters, the main headquarters one. If that makes sense. Um, currently, right now, my internship entails um, part um, in person and part online. So, because of COVID, originally when I first started off my internship, I was all mostly online, like social distance. They didn't require anyone to come in to work in the office at all, but they let me come in in the office. But a lot of people, especially the employees, um, chose not to come in the office. So it was just mostly me and like six other people and the like we have multiple floors in the the building because the building we share other floors with other companies too so we take up like three floors and each floor has like a studio which is similar to like a group especially in architecture and any design career field you work in like a group most of the time they're called studios and you have like a lead and that lead helps like you know manage everything and you work on multiple companies and projects at the same time and just like a whole if you're in the design field, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I, it's like a miniature class, if that makes sense. I love that. Do you think that having your internship kind of more remote or having people who, 
do you think that having your internship remote and having less person-to-person interaction in the building has hurt your experience? In a way, yes, because it's not, if you're comparing it to how it was before, how like everyone's like in person, you see all your employees, you go every day from like an eight to like nine to five kind of job kind of situation. Um, But at the same time, because of COVID and everything, I'm starting to see a lot of companies are switching to a transition of hybrid from online to in-person kind of like work environments. Right now, um, after October like 3rd or something, the company required everyone to come in at least twice a week to be in-person just to help like simulate like more of a work environment, Mm -hmm. of course, which is lucky for me because had I come before, I would not have seen anyone (laughs) in person. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, luckily I was able to experience that kind of like the full ish work life. Um, But now because we, I think they're going to keep doing this. They're going to keep having a hybrid of in-person and online. It's interesting to see like kind of how the work kind of share and just work environment shift a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, People are more lenient of whether or not if you're online or in person, it's a lot more convenient to work um, from home too. And a lot of people in the firm are like middle-aged people who are just starting families or have kids and stuff like that, or just have like very busy lives. So it's very convenient for them to be able to work and be at home, taking care of their kids during COVID and everything like that. So it's like a very more accommodating some people have like life schedules where like um, I've had multiple people just kind of say like, oh, I have a dentist appointment and just leave the meeting kind of moment, um, which is both good and bad, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a lot more flexible for sure, work environment wise, mm-hmm. um, a lot more convenient for people like me <laughs> who, <laughs> you know, might not be able to come in and work every day or sometimes I'm a little lazy I'm not gonna lie I just want to sleep in so there's always some perks to having that hybrid environment I've been doing some research into it to see like if there was any research before COVID and there was um hidden brain I also mentioned them last podcast I listened to a podcast where they talked to a researcher who used to study like at home environments in the workplace and how it's much easier for people who have a separate room and it's harder now, even if you have a separate room, because people who are at home now usually have kids or other people at the house, the minimum to distract them. But having that separate environment really helps. But that's awesome that you like don't have to work at home at all. You still get to have that experience. How did you find the New York uh, internship in the first place? <laughs> so funny story. Um, so it was like during time almost... Um, when especially when you're in the architecture program you start looking for co-ops maybe like mid semester of like summer summer classes basically so Mm -hmm. we had summer classes Um, because like the way our program works is that for the first year you're in classes from first semester and second semester starting your second year is when you start finding internships and stuff so once you hit the spring semester of your second year you are basically finding work or you're at work, you know, you're doing professional things, you're finding your internship and co-ops. Um, hence why we have summer classes now, because it makes up for the um, the spring semester, we were off to work, because they believe like alternating working and going to school. So third, our third year technically starts on the summer semester. Um, and we had classes and then mid summer semester, I started looking for work, uh, applying to jobs, everything. 
um, a lot of the firms I applied to were kind of big firms, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I wasn't uh, really expecting anyone to, you know, hire me because, you know, it's just a little hard about work field trying to find jobs that fit your like level of expertise and like work skills. Um, I kind of found Perkin Eastman very late in the, the application process. Um, they kind of found me. I didn't really find, I didn't apply to them, but I was just like applying to them like last minute. Cause I was like, oh, they're not going to need me. Like, I'm sure they'll find someone a lot better. And, um, I had like another interview for like a smaller firm in Ohio and then they called me and they're like, hi, we'd like to set up an interview with you. And I was like, oh, wow. And I'm like, and I didn't remember who they were to be honest. Yeah. I applied to so many jobs because you have to, uh, I applied to over a hundred. I and, totally like, hear out you. Out of the hundred, yeah. you have like five maybe replying back. Uh, <laughs> and they, they were like, oh, so we're, I didn't want to say like, oh, who are you again? Because I, you know, that sounds rude. Like you don't remember who you applied for. So I was like, oh, hi, how are you? Like going on that conversation. And they're like, okay, so we're, we're from Perkin Eastman. This is like Melissa from like yada, yada, yada from HR. We were wondering if we could schedule like an interview with you. And I was like, oh, yes, of course. (laughs) I was um, obviously beyond shocked because I was like, I'm going to New York, but I haven't had the interview yet. (laughs) That's so cool. I think UC has that superiority. Um, over other universities they value internships so much and it's spreading I remember before I chose UC I was in between UC and OU and mm-hmm. I was dead set on OU I loved Ohio <laughs> University but what the differentiating factor was that I asked them about their internships and they said they maybe had one that someone did in Chicago and I was like astonished because that's what I think really helps people in the workplace um have an edge before they go into the workforce is that they have an internship yeah you need that experience because how are you gonna get experience if you can't get it before you graduate you know that's exactly kind of of disappointing but I've had family members who've had issues finding a job after they graduate just because they didn't get an internship beforehand and they had a very good degree with very with a very good GPA it's not everything (laughs) they want that people's those people skills so but and you have an even more of an edge because you did that travel as well as the internship so yeah no that's worried about that um we were really fortunate because the spring the spring semester before our summer semester we were supposed to apply for internships and find jobs and working and everything but um I think only like five out of the 100 people in our class including interior designs found jobs like Mm -hmm. it was like less than 20 percent in our grade even found an internship a lot of us found like part-time internships but that didn't count as a full credit or like for me, I found part-time um, unpaid internship, which is again, you need to be paid to count, be considered as a credit for. So it was like, that was a little difficult for everyone. But once summer hits, um, I'm pretty sure 100% of our grade had jobs, um, either online or in-person, whatever job. It was still within their career field, so which cool. is great. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, Perkin Eastman, some, for some reason, their application process through our school got delayed for whatever reason. So I was really fortunate enough because I got denied so many times, I got to be in a bigger, like more global company, I guess. So like fortunate for me, I was just lucky. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't think I fit the curriculum for this company, but I am fortunate to be here. I am so glad I am here and I'm yeah. learning so much. Obviously, again, I, I found like, I sound being, I sound like I'm humble, but I'm really not. I like, I know my skill sets. I don't think I deserve to be here, but I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I, am here, I sure. think it's really important to just apply 
like apply it to as many things when you're looking for something just even if you're not certain that you have the qualifications to just apply yeah for sure I don't think I qualify as a company because they they obviously are very highly skilled in their career but at the same time I was very lucky and fortunate that because I kept applying they needed an intern like last minute so that worked out really well yeah that and plus even if you don't fit that criteria then if you make a good impression it can lead to something later I learned that in like an intro business course like my freshman year Uh, a fact that stuck out to me was that women are more likely to only apply to jobs that they fit like 80 percent at the minimum (laughs) yes whereas whereas men apply if it's like 50% of what they have and that like stuck with me ever since then and I just apply to everything now if I'm trying to apply I don't try to like hold back or anything because I I want to beat the statistic type deal (laughs) yeah I really love that internship and how that sounds I'm really excited that you got to be in New York oh yeah it's Um, great you share some some, some, like tips and tricks by working working in New York City oh yeah so I'll like slowly shift into like how I got the job or like how the job process was and then I'll shift into like what the work environment is. So um, the interview process, I don't, I've noticed that with just any design career interview um, (laughs) that they don't really, they do ask about like your qualifications, your skill sets, like what do you know to do and what you don't know to do. But then they start talking about your portfolio, which is like, you know, in design, you have a portfolio, you show mm-hmm. your work, you show what you can, you're capable of from just pictures. And um, then they just start talking about like personal life. And they, you know, because like in most basic interviews are like, oh, like what are your weaknesses? What are your strengths? No one talks about that. I don't know right. why. No one talked about that during any of my interviews with any of the companies I went to. Maybe it was they just could, me. They could tell that you didn't have any weaknesses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that amazing, I guess. No, they, they, we went to, most of the interview honestly was just talking about how like what I did in extracurriculums outside of school. Uh, what extracurriculars like, did you do? Uh, I was a peer leader at UC, which is kind of like a student teacher position for a year um, that teaches like underclassmen like stuff about <laughs> school that they don't really get to teach in like actual college classes. You lead learning communities, right? Yes. Yes. I, I was in that. I made some of my best friends through there. Yeah. And I remember hearing all the time they're like, I, you know, that's the one class I would always recommend people take. I didn't understand yeah. it while taking it. I was like, this is such a weird class. I don't oh, talk sure. to any of for these sure. people. But now, like, my best friend is from that class. Like, yeah, no, that class itself is fairly stupid, I'm not gonna lie, but it creates a great community. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I was the one leading it, I try to make it more practical. Yeah. But it was still like fairly, there was moments where like we just did team bonding stuff and that was your class. Like it's a requirement for most freshmen besides mm-hmm. the students, but like <laughs> it's just to help create that community. And I'm like, I'm glad I was in that process. Um, I also was like a DAP camp leader. So DAP, our school program, like our design school has like these summer camps for K to 12 students. And it kind of just introduces them, the like the majors within DAP. So mm-hmm. we'll have like a camp for fashion design, a camp for industrial design, architecture. Obviously, I was in the architecture interior design course. And it was like a week-long course where students just come in, they do all these exercises like they were to do if they were in college, but like obviously dumber down a little bit because you know <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a lot more relaxed, a lot more fun. So we work alongside the, the professors and we kind of help create programs and kind of lead the students 
like a small group of students in our squad and just like help lead them to do certain exercises to help them introduce them to the career of interior and architecture. So yeah, so that was some qualifications that they were interested in. Obviously leaderships, positions are always nice to talk about. Right. And then we start talking about my pet rabbit. <laughs> so <laughs> in my portfolio, it's always nice to have something that you're really passionate about and something it helps if it's something that's very personalized to you to help like, you know, make it more easy for them to recognize you and remember you. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think in their heads, I was like the rabbit girl because <laughs> in my portfolio at the end of it, um, I have like a personal section where like, you know, most of it was just like work and schoolwork stuff where I want to show like my more professional side. And then at the end of it was more like a personal lifestyle of mine where a lot of people show like maybe their artistic drawings, photographs that they took, projects, personal projects they made. So my personal project was like building these cardboard homes for my pet rabbit because she likes to tear up a lot of things. So a cardboard home is like an ideal thing because it's cheap to make, it's easy to destroy, it's pet friendly to rabbits. So like... Yeah, I did. I put, I made multiple homes uh, and they were themed after like architectural styles of homes. So I had like an like American home, basic American suburban home that was for a rabbit. Yeah. (laughs) And then after that, I made like a tube house, which is similar to in Vietnam. They have like a bunch of these apartments that are like really tall, but really skinny. So I made that for my pet rabbit and she destroyed that one too. And then after that, I made like a little rabbit tank, like a little army tank, but like rabbit symbols all over and stuff that she uses and like the prompt was I used no glue and I used no like adhesive kind of third-party adhesive it was all cutting yeah all through cutting and putting like certain like techniques of cardboard connections so they really love that too because you know modeling and plus that's a spoiled rabbit yes that is a very spoiled rabbit I would wait until she's done destroying the first home to make the next one you know because it just takes a while but it really like a bonding her. experience. Like here's yes. your next home. Um, no, she was bugs. an architect herself. Okay. She made new <laughs> holes, new doors, new, new techniques for this house that I worked so hard on. Um, but they really loved that. So I, you know, again, it's something that's including architecture, but something you're passionate about and something that's just like interesting to talk about. So we, uh, we talked about that for like over 30 minutes in my interview and it was only an hour interview too so if that gives you a good idea but it's really good because it gives you a humanity for the company yeah exactly they just thought that was hilarious and I'm sure no one else has mentioned that like ever so like (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's very it was very personable um very memorable (laughs) so they they really enjoyed that so great conversation um I got the job went here um, they only gave me two weeks to find housing before <gasps> I got here. How yeah. did you find housing? Your I house know. looks beautiful. How did you find a house like it that? Was, it was a struggle. Um, <laughs> so we didn't, I didn't find any apartment before I came here. So my parents and I decided just, just to move here, right, get a hotel and just wander around. Because like housing in New York comes and by, comes and goes like within a day. It, you, for, even for brokers or just for yourself, if you look for housing and you message them, They'll be like, okay, yeah, this is available. Can you come tour now? And then if you can't come tour, obviously I'm I'm 14 hours away. I can't come tour now. And they're like, yeah, you need to come and tour now. And if you like it, you can send a lease now. You know, but it's, that it's like also that also sounds some like something I would I used to email on Zillow being like, hi, can I come show see this now? Because yeah. I just didn't 
planning isn't great for no yeah that's like another that. thing. Like, i would still message them and i would message them constantly but that house they would post it posted it on like myapartments.com or zillow or whatever and they'll be down the next day like that's how fast apartments come and go here wow. or every time i message them and they just posted like 20 minutes ago i'll message them like hey is it still available and they're like no actually someone's already signing it and it's kind of like uh-huh. what the fuck like no sorry sorry about the language but it's just it was very stressful. So How long decided... did it take you to find some? <laughs> so my parents came here a week before I had to start, right? So it took me a week to just find housing. And then a week after, we still couldn't find housing. So we just decided to just come here and just find it in person. So we can like tour places and stuff. So we came here and then we went to like eight different places um two of them were already sold by the time we went there to schedule a tour wow and then the other ones were uh one in chinatown one in the upper west side one near k-town and then my current one right now which is the one in upper east side um all of them like four of them required a long-term like one-year lease which i can't do because i'm only gonna be here for half a year so obviously those were out um another one the one in chinatown was ideal kind of but the environment was like the surroundings were a little bit kind of a struggle Mm -hmm. to to live in i guess if you would say um and uh the lady herself the landlord just seemed a little sketchy so we decided on that one the one in upper east side was on the fifth floor um a one bedroom apartment but the kitchen was literally at the end of their bed like you open the door there's a queen size bed and at the foot of the king queen size bed is your kitchen and the Ew. kitchen can fit only one person and is the size of a bathroom and Ew. then the bathroom was right next to the door like the door of the bathroom is right on the other side of your bedroom like not bedroom at your bed because there is no bedroom there's just space and you open the bathroom and it's there so it was like insanely small it was supposed to be a studio but obviously it was more of a bedroom size (laughs) if that gives you a good idea how small this is the window is not even human size so if there was a fire which most likely will probably happen if I lived there um I would have just died (laughs) (laughs) it's okay I I live alone and I set a fire to my oven less than a month ago yeah but like that's the issue though it was like I that room was a fire hazard coming from (laughs) that room was just like a fire hazard everywhere yeah and plus your poor sheets if you make french fries your sheets yes yeah there was no there was no divider because it's a studio um plus it's on the fifth floor which you know there was no elevator at all in new york um it's also on a hill just gonna get <laughs> great calves yeah fantastic calves mm-hmm. yeah so, so once you actually got the internship um and got your housing settled um what what were your ups and downs of like actually working in new york uh money is the biggest <laughs> yeah this and like finding the apartment itself was one of the bigger issues too because yeah. this apartment I found within a day and we signed the lease two days afterwards and I never got to see the interior of it at all in person it was they luckily this website through it's called June Homes free ad, free advertisement um, <laughs> they're very convenient in finding short-term leases so you can stay for like a couple weeks a month um their max is like I think eight months mm-hmm. um they can go over depending if you you know talking out with them is but no they have a the major bigger city so like there's okay. one in seattle one in dc it's just like if you're in a big city it's very convenient especially if you're living from outs like outside the state to find housing and they have like a virtual tour on the inside for all of it. it's like all 3d mapped and everything so it's very nice most of them is fairly accurate 
Um, it's just easier. It's very convenient to sign a lease with them for sure. It is a little bit more pricey than most leases, but like there's the convenience of it, which is what you're paying for. And um, they give you like monthly supplies of toilet paper, paper towels, and soap. And so, and house cleaning. I <laughs> love that. Yeah. So, so if you're lucky and you can find a roommate housing here, um, I saw a lot of like roommate housing stuff rent was from like cheapest I found was like $500 a month with like maybe four or five roommates and maybe like slightly not the best location neighborhood wise to like 2000 something dollars for your own room. Um, somewhere nice you know, kind of thing. Currently this rent here is 1600, which is fairly average for New York, especially when you have your own bedroom. How much are you paying now? 1600. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah. Water and heating are included in that rent. Okay. Yeah. Six, wait, no, 1600. Okay. Yeah. 1600. But then I have to pay for, um, electricity. That's the only thing I have to pay for. Wi-Fi is included into the rent too. Okay. Yeah. With the electricity, it's, um, I think 1800. Yeah. Also, laundry is not included. <laughs> we do not have a laundry in this apartment. You have mm. to, a lot of New York buildings and apartments are off the street mm. or like, you know, coin laundry. So if, to bring close to yeah, if you're unlucky, your closest laundry, like um, closest laundry mat is like maybe a block or two away, which is a hike sometimes. <laughs> and if you're fortunate like me, my laundry mat is like a minute walk from my apartment. Um, and then we, there's a grocery store like downstairs from us, like right across the street. So, so really, it sounds like the hardest part about working in New York is like living in New York. Yeah, yeah living in New York <laughs> is, a, is a struggle. Okay, you can find like a, like a hole in the wall, like barely regulated, like shelter house, cardboard thingy, or you find like a you know like decent ish overpriced location, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> livable um yeah besides me obviously besides living here <laughs> but like finding a place to live um just paying for things is expensive like the metro is like two something for- if you're paying monthly it's uh yeah it's like 230 240 something if you're paying like bi-weekly or whatever that's like a little bit cheaper obviously but still kind of expensive like but it's cheaper in the long run because it's a lot more cheaper than getting gas for your car. I feel like if you had a car, it would be kind of like similar. No, no, for a car, it'd be more expensive. Because gas here is a lot more expensive because it's like $4 something here already wow. compared to Ohio where it's like 3 something. Oh my God. And then um, it's like almost $4 here, yeah. And then finding parking is hella insane because um, street parking is free, but you have to be careful of all like the street rules and everything. And everyone like street hogs. So like you have to save a spot for yourself somehow. With, like, I have a, I have a very important question. Who do you think okay. drives better? The people on McMillan Avenue or the people in New York? McMillan. Oh, wait, no, people <laughs> in New York. People in New York. Because there's barely any car accidents here. I've never seen a car accident here. Yeah. Like, at all. Yeah. No, because like maximums, like your max speed on the roads are like 25, 30 miles per hour. Good for them. Like, no yeah. one needs to get plus their, their, like everyone's aggressive um and then if you don't no one yields here either so you just have to be careful but like most of the time even if you don't yield everyone knows when to stop because they're going so slow like your mm-hmm. max speed here is maybe 25 miles per hour you cannot get an you can barely get in an accident going 25 miles per hour you know if you're going like over like 40 that makes sense you know that's that's kind of this little sketchy situation you're going through <laughs> but because there's so many traffic you're not going over five miles per hour, to be honest. 
yeah so if you ever think of bringing a car here just don't <laughs> <laughs> even in brooklyn it's a it's such a struggle maybe if you live in new jersey but even in new jersey new jersey drivers are aggressive okay <laughs> no one yields okay let me let me just say that again no one ever yields if you're turning left and you have the right away they're not going to yield to you you gotta go i feel like subway is so convenient because everything is so fast it took me it took me like so i was so i was i was on the worst street and i wanted to go to go to chinatown chinatown to get and and in it took me minutes to get there by subway and i don't have to wait in the pole like when i was in cincinnati because there is always you know like a train coming yeah no yeah every five or ten minutes there's train and there's buses the buses will take you if the train can't take you and the buses come fairly often but i prefer taking subway because it's more reliant for sure because they are more of an system there's rarely ever traffic incidents like buses have to go through um they're the only reason they're delayed is because there's construction work going on in the subways but that again they tell you that in advance Mm. so most of the time you don't have to wait like it comes every like six to ten minutes except for when i got here which only took me three hours because well yeah that's because you're coming from the airport coming from the airport to just getting to manhattan is like an hour and a half the subway the subway is very convenient but when i was waiting for the bus it was a little bit maybe it was because i was not used to the bus system here yeah but i was supposed to take bus number two or three and i could not find them um, two or three are trains what okay well, <laughs> yeah no i made a mistake too i thought letters were for subways and numbers were some for buses that is false <laughs> if, um like if the number has like an m in front of it that's a bus but if it doesn't have an m that's a subway yeah beware of that <laughs> don't <laughs> beware of non-new yorker things that's not common sense anywhere else mm-hmm. i so I, I think that we can conclude that is the biggest challenge in, you know, working in New York City is living here. Yeah. The, getting yeah. used to, you know, finding housing, accommodation, getting used to transportation. Transportation is um, not hard once you live here for a week. Like I, after I lived here for a week, I knew like the stops on my subway that I go on and off to. Um, and you'll know which subway goes in your area too. So it's not, it's not horrible. It's fairly like straightforward mm-hmm. once you get used to it. A living cost, yeah. Yeah, living, yeah. The, yeah, getting a subway pass is just like, it works on the bu- buses too. So just a metro pass is just something you just have to include. Mm-hmm. Biking here is also pretty dangerous. The bikers themselves are pretty dangerous. Bikers just come at you like crazy. <laughs> like, like I was so close to getting hit by, uh, you know, biker like this past few days when I was walking around the financial district so yeah, yeah, if you're not paying attention, they're not going to really pay attention to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're also the only reason why there's so many biker here is, is because of um, Grubhub or uh, what's the other one? Not DoorDash, Postmates? but no, Uber Eats. Ah. DoorDash doesn't really exist here for there's some reason. Uber Eats by bike? Yes. Wow. Uber Eats and Grubhub are the top two bike occupations right now because yeah. going by car is, is not, it's not possible. Going by b- bike is like the most common occupation Do here they make the same money yeah as, as uh Uber Eats yeah they still pay the same but they just don't get gas money that's all that's actually kind of nice yeah it is really nice because think about how much wear and tear driving around like that does on your car 
Yeah. So many, I'd much rather ruin a bike. <laughs> yeah. Many, you should see the bikers here in the winter time. They have like, um, what's it called? Like yeah. oven mitts taped onto the bar handles and they to keep their hands and they warm. Tape them. So it looks like, like the Iron Man like yeah the gloves some of them aren't even actual oven mints they're just paper bags taped like tightly to shape as a hand and you just have like pockets to hold these handlebars um no you can tell who's doing really well through uber eats and who is not by based on their bike and based on how they handle their gps like some bikes like the the premium uber eats kind of occupation have like little phone holders on their bike and then an additional gps right next to the phone holder and they can easily take off their bike wheel on their bike when they go and grab food and come back out and pop their wheel back on i don't know how that works because i'm not a bike person but it's just like is that for uh, safety yeah for safety because like a lot of people steal bikes here you know because it's just new york <laughs> and so there's interesting ways where people prevent like um you know stolen goods and stuff like that so it's just interesting like they go in gangs too okay so when they are on breaks you can tell their uber eats or whatever is because like they sit around they have like the little uber eats bags on the back of their bike but they're all sitting around talking about like what orders they're gonna get and just like kind of like they have a team discussion and then they spread out it's insane <laughs> that's awesome yeah I love that. it's a lot more intense in the midwest <laughs> but i think that they're besides the leaving part of the internship there are a lot of things that we can relate to in terms of internship, um, like managing uh, an internship while trying to have a life, like social life. Yeah, um, I honestly prefer the work life than school life because work life is like you go to work at nine and you come out maybe near five or six and then you're done. You don't have to worry about work anymore. You're, you're done. Work is done. You can enjoy whatever free time you have. And then for school, you're always constantly worrying about like studying, homework okay now prepping for the next class okay cool well now i have to worry about like what else does the professor want if you're working on projects you constantly have to revise things too which is like really common in the design world so this is it's just stupid you're constantly worrying about stuff but at least for work you're just like work is done you're no longer needing to worry about it it's a beautiful lifestyle <laughs> that does sound um, cool yeah you don't i don't want to go back to school to be honest <laughs> <laughs> but yeah for my work um, I am tasked mostly with like documentations. So like for architecture, especially I help like just clean up some drawings. We have a lot of documentations for just like um, drawing proposals to our clients. So for example, our one of the projects I first started working on is a hospital for NYU, like the college. And they have a lot of like um, hospitals and medical care buildings around all over Manhattan. And one of the proposals they were talking about was like a new bathroom setup. So like for the past like two weeks, when I first started working, I just had to help clean up drawings mm -hmm. for bathrooms. And so like, like, oh, this line, yeah, that shouldn't be there. I delete. Like, that was my job. Was just me rechecking these drawings, making sure the bathrooms were right, making sure the door was the right height. And a lot of it, especially in healthcare, um, design work and I think there's a lot of health codes obviously hmm. and so like, you have to make sure the light switch is at a certain height that way in case of like you know anyone who ADA um what is ADA uh accessible I keep forgetting I should know this too considering I work in healthcare mm -hmm. <laughs> um I might no yeah accessible ADA means a nope nope no 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 not that one 
It was Americans with Disabilities Act. That's not it. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, that, that is kind of it. But we just call it ADA just to make it easier. Like, basically, just anyone who are disabled. Um, we need to have, like, the light switch at a certain height. So I need, I checked all those. Checked all the light switches, guys. <laughs> They're all good. <laughs> They're all four feet away from the door frame. They're all seven feet. Not seven feet. Four feet, two, or whatever. I'm, I'm pretty sure that dimension is wrong. No one quote on me on that. <laughs> um, and then I had to make sure the toilets were specific kind of toilets that we I had made a toilet catalog guys you know in case you ever need a catalog for toilets I got you <laughs> um, I'll remember that <laughs> yeah. it was like um because like certain bathrooms need certain requirements because they're in a certain area so like maybe bathrooms for staff is going to be different for bathrooms for patients mm-hmm. especially for patients who are going through surgery and stuff we need to have like you know toilets you know a certain dimension and a certain kind of system and then we also had like buttons that are called nurse call buttons in case if like something wrong happens while you're going to the bathroom you need to call the nurse like we have buttons for those too so I had to set those up and just like you know examples you know of those stuff um me just doing like the grunt work basically but it wasn't bad because the more the more you work there the more they'll give you work so after doing that I started helping with like documentations for our clients um with proposals we have so like if we ever need to meet a new requirement or new project like for example I need to put a generator on top of a hospital I was in charge of documenting that and like making sure I had like a pdf set up for that to show the client to show what could potentially what the generator could potentially look like compared to the building and just like if it fits like the um New York uh street requirements and stuff like that so, it's like a lot of things that require like you know like a lot of details yeah new york especially you need yeah. to have um there's this thing called a sky explosion plane um so it's a thing where like the building has to be at the certain height at the certain slope to let sunlight go through to the alleyways and streets they're on to make sure like at least each street is like somewhat like sunny and not dark and unwelcoming because they're trying to prevent you know obviously deep dark scary alleyways so in order to prevent that from happening they're having this code where like you need to have it at this certain like um slope so that sunlight is able to go through the alleyway and not be like a black hole so yeah this is interesting yeah and that's like only common most places that have skyscrapers too i don't know about chicago but i know for sure new york needs that Obviously, Ohio does not. Because we need another, <laughs> we need another episode just to talk about some projects that you work on and interesting things that you learned. Yeah, yeah. Give me a little quick summary of yeah. what I do. But the internship that we're doing for me and Maddie are marketing interns at Blueberry. There are a lot of tasks that we need to be detail oriented. For example, I when for the one designing infographics or video production, I find myself to be a perfectionist. Yeah. So, um, yeah. For the clientele um, proposals and stuff like that, for at least the first round, um, they don't have to be too detailed in the drawings as long as it gets the idea across that the client can understand mm-hmm. um, what we're trying to propose as a solution for their problem. Um, another thing I've learned, especially just like something that every designer and every like career field need to know is how the documentation works for the entire company because like each company has a different way to document their certain things and then their files are laid out differently too so you just need to make sure you're adapt and understanding of where files need to go um especially digital files and how they need to be printed up how do they need how are the files set up and just like knowing what when to save things because you always need always always need to save every single process you're going through um 
so that was something that I really learned uh, a lot was like just group project kind of like a teak, not a teak, um, just rules and regulations you need to follow when you're working as a group, especially in bigger companies. Um, if we work on our model and there's this software called Revit um, and everyone's like working on that, it slows down a lot. So like you learn to, when do you save this file? Like, okay, when do you actually need to be on this model? Because if you're on this model, then that means like someone else is also on this model and it's going to slow them down if their work is more important than yours. Um, if you're just looking at the model because you're using it as a reference, then you know, don't use that model, use a PDF, you know, don't, don't crowd up the model, you know, if that makes sense, like you're on mm -hmm. a cloud, basically. So it's very, it's, a, it's interesting learning all these new rules that only apply in the professional field, and they don't really teach you in school at all, because in school, you're working on yourself. Yeah, but in the professional field, you're not working for yourself, you're working for everyone. <laughs> so yeah, it's a um, whole, whole thing. I think um, a good transition out of, um, I think that let me start that over. Um, we want to introduce a new segment into our podcast. We haven't titled it yet, but we want it to be just kind of like a summary of our week. And it's where like Cho and I will go through, we'll say like our highlight of our week, something that really made us happy or you're proud of, um, a low, if we have one, those can always be vetoed. And then something we learned um, from our internship and I would love to know what your high lows and what you learned this week if you don't mind yeah no no problem um kind of thing let's see oh yeah I was gonna actually say that <laughs> <laughs> well besides the obvious of me seeing an old friend of mine um let's see like work-wise I guess one of my highs was being able to finish like um this documentation I needed to set up for a client like it's just starting it was very confusing obviously I'm an intern and they it's really common for interns to just talk or just employees in general to hop around on different projects at the same time so sometimes I'll be working on this project for like a hospital for um forever yeah for yeah hospital mm -hmm. projects last a long time um but like I'll be working for like this, we have a big mama baby project where it like specializes in like um, healthcare for women who are pregnant and stuff like that. Wow. And then I, like next thing I know, like the next day I have to work on um, another project of like, for example, a generator on top of a um, hospital for NYU. You know, it's just, like a lot, of, a lot of bouncing around, I guess. And like a lot of times they forget that you're an intern. So they leave a lot of information out. And if you're just hopping from one project to another, it's like you need to know certain things, that, especially when mm -hmm. I'm, presenting a client uh document so like my highest was probably finishing that and finally getting it revised and like getting the approval that this looks okay you know <laughs> like mm -hmm. it was just annoying the fact that I had to keep like I think I'm done I submit it and then they're like oh actually can you like fix this this and this and this and I'm like okay yeah but why and then they're just like just fix it and I was like okay cool and fixing it submitting it thinking I'm done again and then they're not and they're like nope you need to still change this too and I was like oh okay well you could have just told me this again sooner but mm -hmm. you know it's fine um so so just fin just finishing that was my highest wow. <laughs> and they liked it and they're all good they're presenting it to the client I think yesterday Yay. yeah I finished it sooner this week so that was my high my low would probably be just working on it <laughs> <laughs> so just like the process of working on it was just kind of annoying how many hours are you working for, for um I have 88 what 88 hours really 88 hours yeah 
Oh wait, no, 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 no. Sorry, that's two weeks. That's two weeks. Okay. Oh my so that's goodness, like forty. Like, Dude, yeah. no. What? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. We, every time I put our timesheet in and stuff, um, we don't actually have a clocking system. It's kind of like as long as you work eight hours within that day, you're good. <laughs> so that's another thing that architecture, at least for my firm, does. Because like you work on different projects, you need to make sure you clock in the right amount of hours for each project of that day. So that's why they do it. Make sure they can build the client correctly but yeah I, I so like 44 to 50 dollars a week is kind of my like estimate which is I think fairly normal mm. um some of my friends I've heard who work in the architecture firm have worked more obviously or yeah. worked less just depending on how the firm is like yeah or like in consulting I have friends who work 70 hours so we think that's yeah normal. no so, that's crazy. that's crazy that's unhealthy so I'm mm. yeah so I'm pretty I feel pretty grateful that we I'm only working 15 hours mm-hmm. um, this semester, but this week I'm definitely, ironically, even though I'm on vacation <laughs> and I have finals, I actually work more than the other weeks combined. Wow. And I definitely work more than 15 hours. So, um, yeah. So my high this week was being able to be productive, like by traveling oh, good job. and having a sense of, um, achievement when I get things done um I get a lot of things done for example the promo video I'm doing for blueberry and it looks fantastic thank you yeah everyone should go check it out it looks (laughs) (laughs) and then I'll check it out okay we're gonna link it in the description (laughs) thank you and I was doing some infographics for blueberry which is which were pretty simple but it was a challenge when you have to travel and have finals. So I feel like I did a pretty good job. I assisted with, um, I was helping Mandy with the Google form to mm-hmm. do a survey or a focus group study, um, like a blueberry customer panel to get some opinions on, you know, like blueberry and where do we see you know, blueberry grow in the future and what resonates with the with the branding. So we just asked customers for their opinions. Uh, I was not there in the meeting, uh, but shout out to Mandy who was there even though she had a final that day. And it was Mandy's first time kind of like creating that Google form and doing all of that. So I'm really happy that we got the chance to do that. Yay. Yeah. Uh, I really hope though to, I got a little bit stressed when we did not meet the KPI of having like 10 people to come there. But honestly, that is not really like, I don't think that's our fault. I just think that it reflects something. It says something about engagement with social media because we have fair like thousand followers, which Mm. are not a lot, but also, you know, it could grow if we keep growing social media consistently. So you know, again, it proves that the number sometimes doesn't really matter, but it's about engagement in relationship with customers. And I could see that after ha- having that survey, I want to create better engagement with the with Blueberry podcasters online. Like I want to, you know, like how we, I really hope that we can form a better community there mm-hmm. that people feel uh, more comfortable sharing or even just finding them like I don't I feel like a lot of people don't know that we are mm. more active on social media but uh, we can mm. totally do that we can we can increase our online presence and I hope to do that by 
advertisement. Um, my and also another high is that was a lot of work, but another high <laughs> is I'm gonna spend my 21st birthday tomorrow in New York City. So, I'm showing you the so full exciting. New York experience <laughs> as a 21 year old. Yeah, <laughs> and that's pretty much it. My low would be not being able to spend more time with my friends in Cincinnati, but um, also. It's, it's not a bad thing, <laughs> New York City. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. But turning to passing the mic to Mandy, what was your high and low? Um, my high was the panel. Um, you know, also my high was like finishing finals. But even though our quota, what we wanted to do, the amount of people we wanted to have come to the panel was ten, and five people RSVP'd, and then four people came. And it was really, really insightful. I think Good. that the lower number may have even made it more impactful because we got to hear more from each customer. And we filled up the whole hour um, with talking and just learning what they thought about Blueberry. And what I'm hearing is that people who love Blueberry really love Blueberry <laughs> and know about its values and really, yeah. really appreciate it for what it is. And I had I gained respect for Blueberry just listening to them. And I work for Blueberry. I thought it was really cool. Um, and so that was my high. I also really liked working on the Google Forum. The low, yeah, I do wish that, that we were able to have more people RSVP. I don't want to allow myself to get myself too down about that because someone or something edited the Google Forum mm-hmm. that made it not usable for a, that like, was very weird yeah yeah that was like overnight instead of putting uh like I put first name last name in the mm-hmm. first box and someone edited it to just say like some name oh and then in the next box instead of putting blueberry email they just put the letter a yeah so people just put like their that. first name and last name and yeah. didn't put anything else and it it's uh it was not very fun because I was like ah these were all responses that people uh, for from people who could have wanted to go. Yeah. Um, but the number one thing that I saw is that Blueberry is a lot has podcasters who maybe don't fit into the categories or whatever that go into Spotify and Apple podcasting. A lot of them are independent. A really good example is this Alzheimer's podcaster. What was the name of that podcast, Cho? Uh, Fading Memories podcast. She she has this really cool niche where she researches different uh researches pot at Alzheimer's and talks about it on her podcast so that people have a outlet to learn about it while they're on the go. Mm-hmm. It's really it's really a cool it's it's a cool niche and it's a cool drive um and but it doesn't fit into a category and I think that shouting out more of Blueberry's podcasters is a good way of increasing that engagement and just supporting the podcasters that care about us as well. That was definitely my high. And it's what I learned. Um, I don't really have a low this week. <laughs> That's good. That's awesome. Keep that up. Yeah, I finished finals. Uh, That's a high. Yeah, I've, I've, had, <laughs> I've had a good week. And I get to like hang out with people this weekend. I'm my show's in New York having a great time. I got to meet Anne. I'm having a good Hello. day. Yeah, yeah. meeting is my my highlight, obviously. Yay. <laughs> <So> my heart. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully that we can keep 
maybe we could do another episode with them sharing more. I, I think that we could do definitely a part two because we had so many notes on what else we could talk about. No, this took up the whole thing. <laughs> I, I think, yeah. And I think it's going to be helpful to a lot of people or it can be. I, I definitely like, I really like the, especially the, um, making yourself stand out in your portfolio by like yeah. doing something humorous or just something that's you. I think that's really awesome. And I'd like to, th- I want to chew on that, see how I can apply it to business. Um, Cause of course you can have a portfolio as a market. You should have a portfolio as a marketing intern. Yeah. Um, but you know, I haven't made one so I can make one and then get my own. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I'll um, talk to you about it. Yeah. I highly suggest finding something you're passionate about or obviously something humorous and making it a professional. Cause obviously like, you know, if you say like, Oh, I just make model homes for my rabbit. Like that's not as professional, like saying like, Oh, you just make toys for a rabbit. Like that's not really professional, mm-hmm. but if you make it seem like, Oh, I apply all my architecture designs and inspiration to help my support my pet rabbit through like building these model homes through this secret technique that doesn't include any adhesive tapes or whatever mm-hmm. kind of like thing and like imply all my modeling skills from you know like you know you fluff it up a little bit and yeah it's, you fluff it's it nice up. you they, fluffed they it up it. all the way to new york yeah you i know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know why i'm here <laughs> um but yeah i, yeah, I think that actually wraps up this podcast for today don't you think cho yeah i think so too it's yeah an hour oh and, wow uh, <laughs> half maybe it was a good podcast and it was very informative Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yes. You guys have a great time. And I'll tell you, happy birthday tomorrow, Cho. But I'm going to tell you now again, happy birthday. Yay. Thank you very much. It was nice meeting you. Yeah. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you later.